Blog Talk Radio. Introducing Poetry Episode. Hosted by the lovely, the angelic poet. Sit back, relax, enjoy. Feel it. Feels good. Gracefully yours. Oh yeah. Coming to an end near you. <laughs> yeah. of my feelings be scaring me cause change is a woman's prerogative and my bearings be damn near inoperative daring me to slip so all I can grip is my crotch as they watch me pimp walk along the strip of self-consciousness dripping with a wit nobody else can get so I'm launching this barrage of pent-up confusion at the sun who simply smirks in response because he's browned me and ancient kings hover around me with taunts that I am the one but nobody can see it so nobody believes it and I'm beginning to feel the jokes on me have a smoke on me my homies suggest so I ingest nature's way of getting me high which only brings my bravado closer to the truth you ever seen a real man cry? I mean, boo-hoo, like only a woman's supposed to, and don't know why. So I stumble on to my humble home, 
with fears that the woman beside me can see the Achilles heel of my masculinity, so I slap her around as a diversionary tactic when in fact it's me who feels abused. Getting used to wearing this hope around my neck like a noose. Loose enough for me to breathe the dope I need in my veins to keep me sane. Reigning in the vanity of this insanity running around in my head, it's vital that I cling to the title victim instead of culprit. The dope, it, it keeps me numb. Too scared to run, I just sit and pray that someone either comes and takes me away or takes me out because whatever I say still makes me out to be the bad guy. I've had lies hurled at me before, but it's hope that makes me hardcore. For no one can understand the fears of a black man, except another black man. But we don't stand around holding hands. We hold in our hands cans of Colt 45s or just 40s of whatever to help weather the lies that drive us to this form of therapy. And hope is scaring me into believing there's a better way. Like Run and Daryl used to say, the answers you seek are in front of your face. But what happens if you're faceless and nameless? The dope makes the pain less. And the strain stresses my tresses until they lock and change into dangling reins so the forces can pull me back because I can no longer hold my horses due to the fact that my lungs are full of the hay that I smoke every day to feed what I need to get me through the day. I believe insecurities with each swagger and sway. The daggers don't kill. They merely pierce the wounds of my will, and at best, I'm just left to stand still with my arms folded across my chest and nowhere to turn. While hope continues to burn a desire in me I can't seem to fulfill. It's ill. Pictures of me laying at the precipice of something. Dry humping this concept of being a better man than what I am. I'm feeling bound because my bootstraps cannot be found. And who's that making that annoying sound that there's more in store than what I can see? Hope is destroying me. Hip-hop is b-boying me into a, a cool that's got me trapped. Employing me on a search that is as elusive as that damn G-spot. Just when you think you got it, it moves. And the dope. The dope seems to be the only thing that can soothe this aching soul that hope has a hold of and won't let go. So, I meditate as I continue to medicate without direction, aimless. The dope makes the pain less and the strain stresses me from within until my blood runs thin and my skin is hardened. So pardon me and my attitude. I'm just looking for the latitude to be free of these four walls of cool that confine me and find me fighting fallacies of my manhood. 
I'm struggling. Juggling these images of me and the man I'm supposed to be. Somebody, please, save me. Because all this hope and all this dope is about to cave me in. Welcome all to Poetry After Dark, the original. I'm your host, the Angelic Poetess. I really have to sit back and compose myself for a minute because I really didn't think I was going to be on the air tonight. Because I don't know what was BTR going through, but things was just really haywire. But at the last minute, not really me, by a hair of a second, it just came on. <laughs> So that's a good look. So that says this was meant to be. We supposed to be here doing it, uh, listening to some poetry and relaxing. So thank you all that has came out to listen. The dialing number is 347-826-9842. And before I get into the groove here, um, let's um, give big shout-outs to my website and hope you all that has not joined can join. And that's www.poetryafterdark. NL, which stands for our nightlife, .com. Get over there and mingle with the other poets, post the poetry up, and by all means, have fun. All right, so we're going to um, keep it moving here and enjoy. I see us in the park, strolling the summer days of the maddening. From my heart Told only to the wind So even without being killed I don't want to bore you with My trouble But there's something about your love That makes me
Alaska's Arctic fox turns white in the winter and brown in the summer so it can have an easier time killing and, more importantly, avoid getting killed. So when I saw Dante, the 13-year-old from my creative writing class, sporting the Sean John shirt tucked in his Tommy boxers, jeans sagging, and iced-out Rolex purchased from the nearest Amoco gas station, hugging his wrist, I stopped him. Like, Dante, what's up with the gear? He's like, come on, Mr. Davidson. I'm just trying to be cool, you know, blend in. Now, mind you, Dante is the same kid who loves Shakespeare, quotes Pablo Neruda, and can decipher Yusuf Kamayata poem better than the hardest M.A.F. owner you know. I couldn't help but feel sad as I watched the insecurity hiding behind those imitation Cartier frames walk by. I wondered how long he begged Miss Coleman, his 35-year-old single mother who delivers mail by day, fast food by night. Also, she could put Dante in the best schools, the best programs, and obviously, the best clothes. But in reality, Dante is no different from that Arctic fox cuz. If he doesn't blend in, he's going to get ridiculed, and that's just like being killed. If he doesn't fit in, he won't be able to get any respect, and that's worse than being killed, cuz. Being a non-athletic ninth grader, busting straight A's can be kind of frightening. I've been there. It's not fun, so every time I see Dante, I write a prayer on a post-it note, and I tattoo it to my heart. And I pray for the day that black boys who are smart beyond the years like Martin Luther King will get treated like LeBron James. I pray that 70-year-old black girls won't need the stiletto heels as the regimes make makeup to get boys. They'll discover the fruits of their minds speak louder. They'll embrace those beautiful natural wings busting through their skin and they will fly. And young boys will chase them just like they want them to in the first place. I pray for the day the debate team gets as much recognition as the football team. When the senior class enrollment list matches the graduating class list. And that list is the exact same as the honor roll list. I'm talking about the day that kids' minds will grow as rapid as their bodies and their brittle branches of uncertainty will be replaced by amber leaves of self-assuredness. Yes, this will happen. Come follow me. I'll show you, cuz. By the time Dante's a senior, his A's will be D's and he'll barely finish school. And you'll wonder what Miss Coleman didn't do. But the only thing she ever did wrong was not tell Dante, you are perfect. It's your friends that are wrong. So the next time he came to my class, we wrote poems. We wrote poems about self-love and self-appreciation and self-determination. So he was able to see himself for the black, immaculate, intellectual prince that he was. And next time I saw him, he was back to the Levi's jeans, glasses, Converse, and his Coleman 2004 Family Reunion t-shirt.
And Dante was still cool, confident, and a hundred thoughts away from being that timid-ass fox.
You're tuned in to Poetry After Dark. I'm your host, the Angelic Poetess. If you want to call in to sit a piece, the number is 347-826-9842. And we're going to go to the lines and we're going to open up Poetry. Yeah, what's up? Hey, what's up? Uh, nothing much, just uh, chilling, taking picking back some pills. What's up? So what you got for us tonight? Well, I got this newly written piece called Glorification. In a patriot, a mended heart, as the tears keep falling for lost friends ages ago, moments of memory breaking you down, the tuned out guitar seems to be the one and only friend. A old patriot sings, it seems, about wars Those rusty old strings snaps along every but this retired patriot don't seem to care. Nerf or strings, let he still keeps playing, singing hymns no one else would dare. In a patriot, a noble knight in shiny armor, with stories unbearable to see, with memories haunting, chasing him. Nightmare gasping for air to breathe. In a patriot, I wish to be born in the younger generation just like me. It's not really glorification, but you have been glorified since you were old enough to set us free. This is a memory of a retired patriot and me. And poem. Wow. Setting it off right to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, I think you delivered that very well. And it's only going to get better once you get more comfortable and retighten it. But you did a great job. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. I like I'm, oh, I do. Can you tell everyone what your name is again and how they can find you if you have your poetry online? Yeah, uh, I, I drop a line in the chat. Okay. I'll drop my URL in the chat. Okay. So that's but thank you for having me on. It was yeah. um, great to have it out there. Then you can. You're welcome. Anytime. Thanks. Okay, so we're going to sing our poetry after dark. Call in number three four seven eight two six nine eight four two. And who we just heard from was 423, and we also had a track played by Khan, and that was titled Self-Love. So we're going to take back with some more jams here and following up with more poetry. So sit back and relax.
All right, check it out. Everybody over here, I want y'all to say just a little bit when I put my hand out like that. Say just a little bit. All right, see, now y'all sound, it's like 40 y'all, and y'all sound like three people. We need y'all to sound like 400, all right? All right, check it out. Everybody over here, everybody over here, say, say revolution like that. Revolution. And see, they they far away. And see, all right. All right. All right, right, everybody right here. I just want y'all to say yeah like that. Say yeah. Yeah. See now that's ridiculous, right? All right, like this. Half them poets, politicians, they ain't got no conviction. They ain't got no predisposition. Their only revolutionary position is exactly to become self-crafted caricatures of the popular expectations of a revolutionary. And if you hit half the male revolutionary poets hard enough in their chest, they'll give you whatever they have on their person for free. So how am I expected to believe that this same individual is capable of stopping a ruthless metropolis from neocolonizing a community, much less a country? They don't want me to speak on government. Anytime I slide to the mic and start marbles or morally bankrupt them, punk propaganda poets should be loving it. They ain't got no covenant. It's just the bullshit they're full with, regurgitating impragmatic rhetoric all over the pulpit. Child, you got revolution backwards, and I can't wait for the day that they begin to litigate poets for revolutionary malpractice. Bankrupt all y'all fake revolutionary asses for dressing apart but just being actors. You can't completely open your third eye long as you're afraid to die using your poems to talk down about other people's nine to fives when they're doing whatever they have to do to keep their family alive, knowing good and well your ass is scared to hustle to survive. You'll never understand the extent to which this world ain't no joke. And you ain't down and out just because you fell out with your folks. And as long as them cats are still middle class, then your ass ain't never really broke. So I suggest you reconsider that impractical diatribe for it. Exit your throat for some single mother. Step up on stage and smack the shit out of you because she relies on some bullshit that you wrote. Where her kid's about to beat your ass with their toys and ready to slit your throat and leave you... And leave you for dead, soaked to the bone in your own Malcolm X misquotes. You see, the words of a revolutionary have a fiduciary relationship with his or her actions. And whether you're talking male-female relationships or politics, you just better mean that shit like George Jackson. Showing Angela Davis why he needed her to feel him. Establishing a relationship with his brother Jonathan that epitomized real men. And even now in this new millennium when chances for young black men are still slim, we got to give it to him for putting so much fear in the heart of the system that even in prison, they saw no other alternative but to kill him. But today's poets are indifferent to this world's capacity for ignorance. They rather gossip about how we pimping this with CDs, like we ain't supposed to CGs, like we supposed to take these degrees and work for some other man and be pleased and wait for him to have some J-O-B freeze and get us out on the line for free cheese and watch our wives and girlfriends leave and have our kids bouncing up on some big willies knees. Nah, see, that's why them Black Panthers took off. They got them corporate jobs and wiped that black power look off. And if you talk to them today about revolution, there's a 99% chance that they will attempt to hook off. Because they too had revolution backwards, not that they were all actors, but their mathematics was inaccurate. You see, sharing cannot exist amongst greed, and socialists don't succeed amongst capitalists. Now, 
This is a little different than that spill with the cosmetic locks and fatigues and other popular hypocrisies that make mockeries of revolution by improperly introducing a cacophony of confusion. It's not for we to be abusing, using false prophecy and illusion like y'all do it to them. Like fake revolutionary poets come up in here to tell the truth and there, there's something about your ear holes that seduce them. There's, there's something about your ear holes that make them bodies shake. Like, like there's something about your ear holes that make them arms vibrate. Like, like there's something about your ear holes that make them fingers gesticulate. Like, like there's something about your ear holes that make them verbally masturbate. Like, like there's something about your ear holes that make them prematurely ejaculate into your soul. They're fake. Revolution. Thank you. Where's the
again, you are tuned in to Poetry After Dark, the original calling number tonight is 347-826-9842. Shout out to the chat room and those on the line and listening via Twitter or via, or actually via Facebook. Thank you all. Appreciate you. Tomorrow, Poetry After Dark will be airing its last Saturday show. Um, going out with the bang featuring Diamond J. If you don't know, check him out. He is definitely a real poet, spoken word artist, I should say, doing his thing. Um, poet, spoken word artist out there um, that wants their tracks played, if you're doing tracks right now, recording or about to record, you can send your tracks in MP3 format to Poetry After Dark at gmail.com, and again, that email is poetryafterdark at gmail.com. The next uh, poet that I'm going to play, her name is Chanel Gabriel, and this one is titled Start Something. Sucks my spirit from my bones Barely touching the surface of what this art could be 
Those shallow cats need a life jacket to rock with me. I write so words get a purpose, an eternal tour. I write because the old soldiers shouldn't have to fight anymore. And I know that my story, Coretta Scott King, closed the eyes and gave my breath back to the supreme being in peace. Knowing that in her death, the spirit of change and hunger lay claim to my body, soul. Shape up those shoddy scraps of loose leaf, cause I'm spitting on anything you release that's weak. If it's not from your heart, don't waste your breath. If you write only to me topical quotas and to win slams and contests, might I suggest you go somewhere else, pick up chicks and win your bus fare somewhere else, cause I write and I recite goals, so my work is my wealth. Thank you. 
Obrigada. Foi chinelo. Call the message to my girls. Keep your heads up and your skirts down. Girls that'll be seen, not heard, so better not hear a sound. Call the legs, cross your ankles, shut your mouth when you two do as I say and not as I do. And you will bloom into a woman. My mother implanted these seeds to assist me in blooming into a lady. But evidently, these same seeds have not been planted into today's soil like water mixing with all words to a blend into young minds. Signs of last days and times where young men shall be lovers of themselves and young women lovers of everything but themselves. Whether it be material wealth or baby fat belts, whether it be coming and getting her groove on or putting some Prada shoes on. In no other name but the mighty name of fashion, of fashion. Wick check CBT cards given in ration to chicks who spend their pay on the latest fashion update. They strive to gain the whole world, yet lose their young souls because they never learned how cold that winter was or how it pays to be more careful. And we've all heard tales that should have made them more fearful. Alas, I see it starts from their use, uncouth and chains loosed in the world. And I'm talking about these little girls. I want to call them young ladies. But to see them on the two train and the B80, I have to wonder. Does self-love stop when training bras come or class and self-esteem leave and they begin to bleed? Slowly leaking the innocence they embodied, losing the love that they had in themselves. Don't they know too much BET is bad for your health? Constantly watching pornographic portrayals again it on and popping, booties dropping, former models now copping, Bob's Video Vixen Award. Imagine getting an award for being a video whore. Like that's something you'd want to be with little kids in teen parties acting like little Kim trainees. Realize the only difference between a dub and a lap dance is you do all the work and it's for free. Know every single song on MTV, but can't tell me the equivalence of three times three. Can't read more than a Word Up magazine. Wonder why our kids go to lowest on the SATs, 10 p.m. on a school night and they still run in the streets. Man, so be saying, ooh, pick me. Pimp me, please, because all I see is young girls in grown men's faces, equivocating love with attention, and in my love equals physical affection, and this is an infection that's spreading faster than any disease, the way our preteens sell their chastity with ease, and Satan doesn't go blow for blow, he just goes straight for the throat, and he knows that our budding generation is our only hope, so while we promote premature growth and pro-choice pregnancies, possibly the prelude to premeditated aborted leaders with lasting legacies, we may simply end the spirit of us and our tomorrow may never be. So come together, my sisters and brothers. Know that you ought to be your daughter's first lovers. Teach them to forget the masses. To value their classes over how big their asses. To value self-respect over obtaining temporal objects. To be not conformed to this dis-shortened, pain-stricken world, but to be just what they are, young girls. And let the seeds be plants. Focus on growing what's internal. The external will bloom later, but the internal is the only thing that is eternal. And let no man, no man. take their crown. Remind them to keep their heads up and their skirts down.
know, it's nothing like leading a blind horse to a pasture. You see, they can smell the grass, but they just don't know their way to it. Uh-uh. But girl, just when I was about ready to fold my hands and Quenching even the driest thirst, 
and still I walk. But with rain comes floods that rise just above my feet, making walking difficult, as though Mother Nature says, have a seat. And now I run. I run, pushing past the trees falling as though they are calling me to stop. I push past the ocean rising around me, my body being beaten by every falling drop. I run, though thunder follows me, bellowing at me through the clouds, and the rain pours even harder, putting my vision in the road in shrouds. I run on, breathing in and out, harder than before, as though my breath must hold tighter waves from washing away island shores. And it's never been harder to think, to breathe, to live, to see. So I close my eyes and run harder, I break free. Free from all the things that stand in my way. Free to live for the image of what was a beautiful day. I break free because life is too beautiful for me to simply give it away. And I clash. And as I pick myself up, soaked beneath the sky, I place my hand upon the ground and feel victory. Feel dry. I rise up and look back to see the storm raging not too far away. But then look ahead, brush away the leaves, and see that it is a beautiful day. Today must have been made to be seen. The sky is clear, the sun is here, and the trees have never been more green. So I walk. Wow. <laughs> Hello, Michael. <laughs> wow. Well, of course, VTR is delaying everything. I had a got to make a grand entrance with the BCI thing. That was phenomenal. I really enjoyed that. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. So we're going to jump back in to hmm, probably some more music right now. And we're going to get some more chorus tracks running. I do have a few more things I would like for you guys to listen to. If you have not joined, please join www.poetryafterdarknl, which stands for nightlife.ning.com, and share your work. Have some fun. Get to know the poets. We're doing big things over there, indeed. Um, as for me, uh, the Angelic Poetess does have a book out titled The Elements of Love and Vomit, which you can get at any online bookstore and or authorhouse.com. Appreciate all the support. Um, let's see what else. Poets that have tracks, you can send them to poetryafterdark at gmail.com. And if you want to call in to do a piece, the number is 347 
Porky after dark, the original. I'm your healthy angelic poetess. I just want to let everyone uh, know and be aware that I just got a message on my switchboard about the um, technical difficulties that BTR is going through, um, which I'm sure whoever's been on Blog Talk, you, you, I'm sure you guys have been experiencing that. But they've actually put a message out on the board and it's. Um, basically saying that it might affect the switchboard and the chat room. So if someone loses sound, I need you to tell me um, so I can get some live help because they about to go offline in about 45 minutes. So I just wanted to share that with everyone. And any host that may be listening um, for your shows that might be coming on. 
So as long as they're willing, we're going to keep this going. So keep your fingers crossed. Next up is Future Broken Home. I know I don't speak for every brother, but it seems one ignorant nigga can mess it up for all of us. Like, soon as we see opportunities for sex, we pull the trigger. Label well-to-do women hoes and gold diggers. See me and doing the same and label them go-getters. Throw shorty up the game if she can't pitch a no-hitter and run home afraid to look in the mirror. I've seen what it's like trying to raise kids with no father figure. Women don't need pep talks about tough times not lasting. They need us to stop breaking the family in half. But still she can't move on to a new situation from being stuck on the last. And further to the front of her mind is keeping son from being just like dad. Can't tell him about the job pops never had, so she say, son, these days crime pays. You're either Cain or Abel, and Cain and Abel. Your father became disabled to minister society because he'd rather serve Cain than raise you. In the time it took that drive by to take his life, it took to make you. And Christopher Reeves done died, so ain't no Superman to save you when she's sitting there. Face and palm, receiver the ear, trying to be discreet. Kids not knowing by the end of this phone call, she would have decided between food and the heat. Now she's seeing the future. Life continue this way. One day her son gonna choose between school and the streets. It's hard maintaining relationships when you can't even sit together and eat. Worse when you owe everyone you know, it's even harder to speak. Worse when kind words are gone. Coexisting like outcasts, you won't believe the things people attempt when they got other mouths to feed besides their own. And by then, the streets will have pushed their way into her home. And it's never enough knowing she gave her all. Brothers age like dogs in that gun smoke falls. So when shots ring out, he ain't budging. He'd rather lose his life than his budget. Twisted ways of thinking keeps the killer from blinking. Snatching chains and ice cause bling's a new thing. And he gotta eat. Even if that means leaving the living to cease this nature of the beast. His mom's calling. He recalling conversation between her and the streets. Now he's seeing the past. Ten years previous to 1995, he was 22 going on 45. Graduated from 22s to 45s. On the block from 9 to 5 to fortify his way of life with a full-time job trying to stay alive. So like his mother before him, the hustle is survival. And you know like I know, coming of age don't come without rivals. And when you pin king, peasant store rush at the throne and papa, papa was a rolling stone. So he rolling stones. Quoting, he who is without sin cast the first stone to not so much as a pebble stone at the throne. He is a product of a broken home.
You see, I've I've looked in endless directions, and in this direction I I spotted you, short 
thick chick with hips and, and lips and, and, and curves. Oh, the curves, you leave me with no words and no thoughts but to think thoughts that think of you as I think thoughts that keep me consistently spinning continuously in a continuous orgasmic orgasm from just the thought of the thought of not thinking of you. I think, what would I do? Oh, what would I do without just the thought of you? Sometimes I sit silently inside my house, inside my room, inside myself, and try not to think of you so I can try and breathe. But your name consumes my lips, and your perfume is something like a drug fix, and my hand wants to consume your hips, and my ocean would love to consume only your ship, and my soul would love to consume your kiss, and I would love to just consume a kiss. One kiss or two or three or four more than the first six I'm hoping by this time I've already received. You need to believe in me. I'm not conceited, but I know I can make your life better than you ever thought it could be. I've been sitting patiently, waiting patiently, patiently waiting for you. I know it sounds crazy, but I took pictures of your thoughts with my third eye. And why lie? You look damn good to me. At, at night I stand next to my nightstand and sit my thoughts of you on my nightstand Hoping one night I can stand next to you But I don't want no one night stand I want you for more than three lifespans And right when I thought my maximum capacity was at its peak You send me to a higher level with just a blink a, a blink that was less than a fraction of a second Just just think what you do in just fractions of seconds Just think of what we could do in just fractions of seconds Just think of what we could make in just fractions of lifetimes Of lifetimes of a lifetime But I want you more than just fractions of a lifetime I will begin today She was the end of me, but she was still the beginning of me, and everything in between me was covered by she, and she extended me beyond my extensions of me, but my extensions of me contains extensions of she, and if she, she could extend me past me, just one more time, she could extend me to that place where Love has no lines and boundaries have no end And where my boundaries within hers would somehow begin And if she can extend my end just an inch past my end That inch past my end would be spent in thought Thinking about how we can begin again To that place where colors have no shade And shade has no hues And hues have no views And the colors of love that are shared Are shared between me and you Painting perfect pictures of love With the colors that completely cover the both of us Mixing the red of your passion with the purple of your person, with the yellows of your thoughts, with the blues of your moods, with the greens of your attitudes, with the whites of your smile, with the orange of your voice, with the brown of your skin, with the black of your heritage, with the black of your heritage, with the black of your heritage, and these colors of love are just a few, all mixed together to produce only a piece of you. 
Because there are not enough colors in the spectrum of color colors In the rainbow of color colors In the kaleidoscope of color colors Even in the Crayola box of color colors That can totally capture all the colors that make that color Which is you and you and you and you you take me to that place where thoughts have no patterns and my non-patterned thoughts leads to suspended thoughts that make me think of thoughts that i thought that i would never think again thinking these thoughts again gets me excited beyond my thoughts again to that point where thinking these thoughts again leads me back to the beginning of thinking non-patterned thoughts to Poetry After Dark, the original, doing this first baby on Friday night, and didn't think the show would kick off, a shout out to Sandy, who said, don't give up, girl, and it came through a minute into the show, so I was like, whoa, well, hope everyone's having a lovely Friday night, um, I know it's uh, 9-11, and it's a day of remembrance. And with that being said, we will have a moment of silence. Never will forget those. Never will forget that day. We have a poet that we heard earlier. Poetry Seed. Yeah, what's going on? Hey. Hello. Welcome back. Hi, thanks. Um, I was I was reading uh, an old poem I wrote a time before. I didn't like it at first, but the more I read it, I, I felt like I'm gonna try reading this one. Okay. This is second of August. Light rain drifts down on my ceiling. The drumming noise calms me for the evening. The moon burns up flameless red. I'm a careful listener, laying in my bed. Thoughts fill me up silently, like the clouds on the sky in this August night. Scarred for life, I remember. I'd rather be in August than in December. I do not look at the smoking mirrors, no desire to play those sinful games, returning the sanity of wishful thinking before the ship I cruise on the sinking. In this second of August night, there is no one for me to despite, while I still got nineteen days before my Twenty-second birthday changed my ways. At least it might. End poem. Oh, wow. I see that, um, even though you're sick, you're, you're still ringing it for us tonight. Appreciate that. Thanks. You're welcome, and I hope uh, we're fighting poetry and hearing poetry. Hope that's some type of therapeutic healing 
for you and make you feel better. Well, it it sure does. Thanks for on again. No problem. Okay, and that was again, people. Poetry Tree also the chat room. I believe he has put his link up in the chat room for y'all to check him out and his poetry. Okay, and again, um, people tracks. You have them. You want them aired on the show? Please send them to poetry after dark at gmail dot com. All right. I think I might want to read a piece tonight. I do have an hour left in my show, so I'm going to dig up something myself <laughs> and read for you guys tonight. So we're going to keep this moving. I got some more music here I had to play for you, and we're going to follow up with some more voices.
you're tuned in to Poetry of Dark, the original, and I'm your host, the Angelic Poetist. So, as promised, I was going to do a piece, a piece that I should have a memory about now, but I'm not sure, so I'll just pull it up just in case. You never know. <laughs> this is titled All Wrong. I do have this one recorded as well. Uh, this one's not in the book, but we're going to check it. Just enough for a taste, a simple moment of fulfillment. Looking into your eyes, I am misplaced in my own garden, a garden designed for the inducement of my soul. Rapidly, it grows through me like a vigorous form. Where do I go from here? My heart leaves where yours doesn't, reluctant to speak a single word, but the soul cannot lie, for I feel you. The unspoken sensation between us Lust and love, a mixture of ecstasy. I flourish in your soul, for you revive me. But deny me those words, see, those words are like knives, that he must subside in the pride. I know it's there inside. It is what keeps him alive. But how could I ask, seek, or try to find, to leave what I have behind? Another design and another time, because there were days that I searched for that kind. I found love and under, I found love and the undeniable confidence that was fond of the presence of thee. So I discreetly, completely protect you. Selfishly taking doses of my lover, undercover with this mask, he has seen what I thought I want it to be. This woman that's full of fire and desire and only for his temporary hire. A supplier of the flesh it needs, but it's my flesh that bleeds of this guilt, this constant greed, for he keeps off my body. My mind is not worth his while, and in his shoes could I really walk that mile? Regret as my heart wallops, trying to right my wrongs. I just want to get back, back to where I belong. And pack the holes I placed, and I did, but in such a distaste. Up close in my face, will my life ever be what it was? When I've broken the sacred laws emotionally, I wish this to dissolve. But it was I that made the wrong turn. And maybe I deserve. And that's that piece titled All Wrong. There it is. I did it. I spit for you guys. If you want to call in and do a piece, the number is 347-826-9842. And instead of playing some music, I'm going to jump right back into some more tracks because I want to actually get these played for you guys. The next poet that I'm going to play is titled, oh, get my switchboard together here. Yeah, I was doing good all night. <laughs> I hope they don't come get me. Anyway, it's titled Shake the Poet, I Can Love.
All right. BCL might have shut me down, guys. Hold on. Listen. Listen. I love the way you smile. It's like the sun casting a bright light over the meadows. Only to reveal fields of rose petals and cast shadows over your ghettos, baby. But I'd rather watch your tears fall. So that I can see clear all of the pain you're forced to contain. All of I see your heart strain to conceal the pain when your soul reveals the same. But I can love you past your pain. Your pain. See your mascara runs dry, showing traces of swelling around your eyes. And those weren't hickeys on your arms, but fingerprints of harm from when he tried to keep you calm and restrained you. He emotionally enslaved you, but you... You behave like an angel. Like an angel. Baby, I know that your man loves you. I can tell from the bruises on your neck. He likes to hug you. He likes to touch you. It's easy to be so soft-spoken when you remain heartbroken. Don't hide. You lift your heart and apartment open. Issued an emotional eviction notice and closed it and called all men hopeless. But sweetheart, all I need is a minute to explain because I can love you past your pain. I can. Don't give up on mankind because you haven't found a kind man or you haven't found the right man. Were you looking for a big, bold, beautiful, flowing bank account or a sweet, sincere soldier blowing your back out? Because your eyes can tell lies with physical beauty distractions and immature mind can't fully understand the attraction. And how can you love this loser more after he slaps and attacks you in front of other ladies he daps you instead of hugs you and you're still convinced that this bastard loves you, baby? I don't mean to bug you, but I can love you past your pain. Your pain. See, when you misbehave, daddy knows how to spank you in a way where you don't have to tell your girls you fell and sprains your ankle and I know how to play rough without losing my gentle touch and I can tell when enough's enough when you crave for my softer touch Soft like I know my role is different from being into it and being intimate and you'll never be without a shelter when the weather's inclement I may not keep you dry but I'm with you when it rains baby I'm with you when it rains I can love you past your pain my Sensitivity knows to hold you when your mom's sick and not scold you over little conflicts on how to find solutions and resolutions and follow through with proper execution instead of making excuses. Even when you talk up useless facts, I become your student. I mean, when was the last time your man listened to your every word and asked you to speak up and repeat because you weren't heard or stood on the curb and watched you walk in your house? I'm talking about falling asleep, holding you on the couch and kissing your forehead before you turn the lights out. I'm telling you right now, baby, I can love you past your pain. Now I can put you to sleep and have you dream of me as I lay next to you and make love in 143 different ways before ever having sex with you and you'll never have to compare something that I did with something you assume to be ex would do because this is more than about going to bed with you like a book I want to be read with you like black words on white pages become one with you because when you call my love when you call I won't just come but run to you and I'll never stop loving you and all the while I'm going to treat you like you want me to Cause I'm prepared to treat you more and more like a queen and less like a dame. Cause my lady, just let me. I can't love you. Love you. Pass. Pass. Your pain. Your pain. There's a chance for me and you 
you're tuned in to Poetry After Dark, the original. I'm your host, the Angelic Poetess. Call in number 347-826-9842. I'm telling you guys how something is meant to be tonight because <clears throat> technically we should not be on air, but the power of poetry, guys, you know, get here with me. The power of poetry. We are on air without no problems and having a nice, relaxing time. And I have poets that are ready to step up to the mic. And I have Diamond J that is also going to be a feature tomorrow. So you're going to get a spotlight of him early. Tune in Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Diamond J to drop the rest of it. But without further ado, Diamond J, you're on the air. What's up, D? What's that? And the funny thing is, I, I already said, did I not say to you that I was going to hold off until tomorrow, being that I was the feature, but I, I don't know what it is. Like you said, the power of poetry, I just had to call. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I couldn't wait. It's, it just keeps calling me and not me stop. What's up, bro? How you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I had, I'm not going to lie. I had a stressful day. Um, I had got out got off from work, and I'm going to keep this real short, but I got off from work, how was all messed up, had to go grocery shopping, I was just like, ah, but came in here, got the show together, and we here, I'm chilling now. Alright, well, um, I'm I'm trying to follow the, I guess, the, the mood or the tone that you set before you went into music, you know, with that piece that you did all wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I got one of my own that you know that's probably wrong in every aspect in its own right. But <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, but um, but this one, um, this one is called mental infidelity. Mm. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. I want to feel you, but I know it's wrong. I want to touch you, but I know that's wrong too. So why do I still long for something I know I can't have? I mean, she has an idea, but she still don't even know the half of the mental struggle going on within me. I have a strong, lustful thought of mental infidelity. She's beautiful in every aspect, and her faith is strong. Knowing how and what she thinks of me, it won't take long to throw her off track. But I can't do that to her, so I try and stay back. But it's like a fiend for crack. It just keeps calling me and calling me. She doesn't deserve to be put through the mental anguish. But I just can't act like she no longer exists either. My heart and soul refuses to leave her. All she asks of me is to make her smile. I can do that and a whole lot more to make it worth her while. But doing that would be the committing of an ultimate sin. Love, lust, and lies? Who'd really win? This is one of the things that makes us humans what we are. Just be careful of whatever choice you make, or it'll be agony by far in the realm of self-torment and regret. Mental infidelity. Might just be the only safe bet. <laughs> well, mm-mm-mm. just thought I'd keep it short, sweet, and to the point. <laughs> Indeed, you got there. <laughs> Hold up. You know, BCI has a. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I forgot I forgot about your sound effects. <laughs> you know, it's not my sound. Oh, you mean well, yeah. You should, 
one. You should know about my sound effects. I, I know. But... Thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that, I know. You know I, I, I just, I just hope it. I just hope BTR don't do this tomorrow with us. You know what? Um, I don't think they're gonna mess with me. They bet not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, cause you you bear witness to this, because it was like eight fifty nine, ninety seconds to show countdown time, and I was just mm-hmm. ranting and going off, and next time I know things just lit up. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I bet you what no, cause, cause um, I forgot the name of the show, but you know, lyric was a feature on the show earlier, and and that that show was just all jacked up. I mean that I mean it was that wasn't the only one, but you know I went to that show to you know to hear lyric and her, the 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 girl switchboard was just all over the place. Nothing was going right for you know during her show. I know what she was talking about because I always try to get in on my switchboard and prep up at least a half an hour before the show starts. So I started noticing. I was like, hold up. So I went around and started going to other people's shows, and there was a lot of shows that just had dead air, other shows waiting for the host to call, and I said, oh, wow. So like I said, (laughs) this show tonight, guys, was definitely meant to be, and under the circumstances, I'm still, like, surprised because I still have a big old error message down here saying it could shut down at any time. Well, hey, at least this much of the show was done, so. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm grateful. I, I'm not mad. I can't get mad. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, again, thank you for calling, and everybody, tune in tomorrow for Diamond Day being featured on Poetry After Dark's last Saturday show. Yeah. So definitely tune in. And Donna, thank you. Yeah, that, no problem. Y'all, those who don't know me, y'all, you know, that's that's just one side. Y'all going to see everything about me is going to be like, okay, he he ain't rap tight. But. <laughs> Whatever. Y'all not going to nah, say I'm that. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, but... But um, I, I I had to I had to jo- I had to call in and join the bandwagon. I just I just couldn't resist. Well, I'm glad, glad to have you. All right, let me uh, let me go back and chat and you know be myself. And behave. <laughs> I'll try. All right. All right, go talk to you later. All right. All right. So guys, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep time. this got a little feedback there. Let me wait till this phone clear off, guys. Okay. We have next up 610. I don't want to say. I do, I think it's Lady Blue. Am I right? Yep, you're right. Yay. Hey, how are you? <laughs> All right. Good, good, good. You know what? I um, you know, I took off for most of the summer. And uh just seems like, I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm coming back. And I don't know, I think the 19th. And I was like. Oh man, they're having so much trouble. And you said you come on an hour early, and I'm thinking, I hope it don't happen when I come back. I ain't got much patience with this stuff as it is. No, I don't have <laughs> it's none. So I hard to do it by yourself when you don't have a co-host and try to watch the chat room. It's like the last thing I need is technical problems because I'm yeah. technically challenged as it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh my goodness, maybe I better try. Um, 
Sean Bay did something yesterday, I think. I, I'm losing track of days. I think it was yesterday, but it looked like it was just pre-recorded. It was really nice talking about coming back. I said, maybe I should do that, throw on one for half an hour or something just to see how stuff is working. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I'll make sure I pick a, um, an hour because when, when I do it, I don't care if nobody calls in. I just want to see if it's, you know, like a test and see if it's running right. But it seems like a lot of trouble since they um, improved it. <laughs> it seems like every time they do an upgrade on the website, yeah. anything, that they put new, yeah. our Swiss boys take a hit for it. And it's unfair. Yeah. Attack something else. Because yeah, I uh, thought uh, my, uh, what's it called, Firefox is not working as good. So I'm back to trying to use, um, what the, um, uh, what is it? Biggie, what's that called? The Internet thing. Oh, I was about to say, not Internet Explorer. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because that's what my Firefox wouldn't work. That's why I had to come on Internet Explorer. I'm like, oh, man, I'm so sick of these computers. They are. Anyway, I got an old piece, but I bumped into a piece, and I, um, you know how you write stuff, and you don't even remember when you wrote it or what you were thinking about when you wrote it, but I got a few of them, but. I bumped into a piece, and I'll do that another time. But I'm going to do this old piece called Obsession. This is from last year or something. And it's called Obsession. Writing is the liberator and legacy of my thoughts. So, for the preservation of my thoughts and the resolution of my confusions, I write. When the sunset is stunning, the moon glows and stars sparkle, I write. When the wind destroy or the rainfall causes the seas to devastate, I write. When the man is unfaithful, a child dies or a friend betrays, I write. When I am happy, jubilant, and overjoyed, I write. When I am sad, when I am angry, I write. When bitterness consumes and despair imprisons me, I write. I write because it cleanses my soul, eases my mind, and entertains my fantasies. My pen is my weapon to capture or stab your heart, to seek or avenge your hate, to cultivate or deny love. I write for peace. I write for pleasure. I write for the meanness of it all. I write for explanation and discernment of ungodly situations, but always I write because... I have to. And that's called obsession. Ooh. Now, you could take that one a couple of ways, but I know how I took that one. That was, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's like, it is, though. It's like an addiction when you mm-hmm. have to write. You got to get it out. You can't let it mm-hmm. go because you're going to lose. And I was speaking of which I did it last night, Lady Blue. Oh, I had this banging-ass piece. I was like, ah, I was so excited. I was too tired. I couldn't help oh, it. No, you I didn't. To to I had to go to work. I had to go to sleep. And you lost it. I lost it. Now, oh. I know what the title was, but the flow is gone. Oh, my goodness. I told you about how I did a whole poem, and, and I got up, and I just couldn't do it. I mean, I didn't get up right then. You know, I tell you, she's a selfish boy. She said, get up, write me now, or forget it. <laughs> mm. uh, you know, it's like a woman I'll... wanting sex. You can't come back later. I want it now. <laughs> you don't tell uh, me I'll see you tomorrow. 
catch you in the morning. No, now. And that's how, oh, man, that's how poetry is. She say right now. You do it now or don't get none. <laughs> Pretty much, because when it's gone, guys, it's gone. I'm telling you, it's oh. not going to be the same. Trust me. <laughs> it's not. I mean, I've done. I told you about pulling down the, the um, air conditioner in my car. <laughs> so I have nothing to write on. <laughs> oh wow! Like you know yeah. how you keep tissues or something. I, you know, I've wrote on I don't know how many tissues, you know, but I have nothing to write on. And I was like, oh man, man, and I just boop, pulled it down and stuff. You gotta get it while the getting is good. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh man, I, I have to get me another notebook, and I have to get me a laptop for myself. I've been promised myself to get a laptop, and I gotta do it. Oh, you don't have? Oh my goodness! I just bought me a refurbish. I must be the last. I thought I was the last person in the world to get a laptop, and the one I got was so damn heavy. <laughs> Mm, I beat you to that. I had, I had to take it back and get one that that is for smaller because I wanted a big screen because I can't have see. But I had to take it back. That thing, one thing was too heavy. I'm walking around New York with this heavy behind laptop. People got all these little nice teeny ones and ones in their phone. I'm like, Lynn, you so late on everything. You get a a, a DVD when everybody else got a CD. But I'm just late on it. But it is so handy, though. It is the smaller one I got. It is so handy, and um, I just, I just like it. I don't, I didn't even pay for the extra internet stuff. When I didn't even know about that. How you just don't automatically get internet everywhere, you know. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'm not paying for another internet service. I ain't got the money. But Comcast has this thing where you can pick up different areas, and, and it works good enough for me. I say I'm going to find me a Comcast worker and move beside them because I heard them guys let it just let it go. You, uh, <laughs> you get all types you, of signals from their house. But you know what? I was riding to New York, and they don't tell you about this because Comcast said they don't do wireless, but I was riding to New York, and something came up, and Comcast has a thing in Jersey where you can pick up the lines free. And it's Comcast, WIP, it's just for Comcast users, and you have to use your Comcast email address, which I rarely use, and your Comcast password. But they give you a free McAfee um, um, with that scanning thing. They give you the free Internet thing. I was like, wow. So, but no one told me about it. I bumped into it trying to pick up something while I was riding to New York, you know. So wow. they, they're, they're really a good deal. And I just changed my phone over to Comcast, too, and it's like, Long distance and all that kind of stuff, and I got it for fifteen dollars a month for um I think it's a year or six months I forgot, but fifteen dollars is cool for me because I could call my cousin in St. Thomas and everything. So yeah, but anyway, I'm talking money now because I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real poet. <laughs> I'm trying to get my stuff together. I'm gonna be what's that girl? Oh gosh. Oh, I lost it. Just left my mind. Her sister put her book out when she died. What was that Arthur's name? You remember? Oh my goodness, I can't even think of it. Anyway, but she's an old English lady, and all her Emily Dickinson. I think it's Emily Dickinson. I'm not sure, but anyway, her sister put her writings out. So and I said, let me get some of this stuff together. I got writings all over the place and scratched and chicken scratch, and I'm trying to type them all up and get them together. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I said, my son said, Ma, you ain't going to do nothing with your writing, so please give it, leave it to me. I know you ain't got no money, so I could be on there crying to Oprah talking about, thank you, Ma. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I ain't, I ain't 
Ain't nothing wrong with that, because I'm telling you, I'm sending my book to over. Yes, I, I am. Okay, okay. <laughs> my husband keeps telling me to get in touch with Tyler for the play that I did. And I'm like, child, please. But I have to get my stuff copyrighted for real. And um, Yeah, yeah. And get on that. If you need the yeah. link for that, I got that too. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, I did a book, and I had it copyrighted, but I never did a thing with it. So, um, and I wanted that title to use it again, but you can't do that, even if it's yours, you know. But I um, I said, well, at least all the pieces in that book are copyrighted because it's in that book, you know. But I have a whole lot of other pieces since then that aren't, you know, and that's when I was in the rhyme. There's a whole book of rhyme and poetry, and the guy said, this is all rhyme and poetry, and I felt so bad about him just asking that question. I never I did anything didn't. with it. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and then, but then I found out, what, Melanchthon Hughes, that's my favorite all-time writer, and it's like, oh, he got so good. many rhyme and poems. I said, you know, but it didn't take nothing to discourage me, you know. Is yeah. that that was that was me. So now that I'm trying to do me and and not write like other people or worry about other people liking my writing, mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little better about it. I dare you go. That's what you yeah. gotta do and get in your own little element. I know I had to find myself, and I'm finally getting in this. I ain't got it mastered yet, but it's coming. Yeah, cause I I had a friend tell me, you know how gay guys will tell you stuff. You know, they I just like. Them. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I said. Well, I can't. I don't mind. It's not as academic. You don't want to sound like them, you know. And I was like, Oh, I did. <laughs> you don't want to sound like everybody else. Develop you your own little thing. You know, who wants to be following the crowd? Yeah, he said, you know, your own voice, because sometimes I think, like, mine's is too simple. You know, I don't like to use big words. I like it to be simple. And it's like, you know, but it, I want it understood. You know. There you I, go. And you know what? Yeah. Someone told me that I used to pressure myself a lot, and I about not having the right words and can't come up with the right words to say. And mm-hmm. someone said to me, and I said, hey, look, everyone's not going to understand those big old words. You put those words in there and say, my Lord, what are you talking about? you got to be on, you know. <laughs> I went to the Dodge Festival uh, last year, and um, one of the guys who was a poet laureate, and he said how he would write a piece, and he would take it to his secretary, and if she didn't understand it and, and question stuff, he would rewrite it because he said anybody can write a poem that nobody understands, and he wanted his stuff understood. And I was like, wow, a bell just went off in my head when he said that. I was like, wow, because I've sat in places where I've heard poetry. You know, like sometimes I'm around English teachers and stuff, and they just love the English language, and somebody will laugh at something or make a sigh, and I miss it because it's like, why? Wow, what they mean? What they say? And I don't think my vocabulary is that limited, you know, but sometimes it's, you know, the, the words are so, like, it, it's good for reading if you're reading it, but sometimes when you use a lot of big words when you're talking and, and reciting, um, you look, I get lost, you know, I get lost. So I'm just going to keep doing me and... and like you said, I find you can't please everybody, and everybody's got to find their own audience and their own market. Yeah. And they'll be different. <laughs> yeah. They'll be different because there'll be people that, you know, that don't like me, and it's okay because there's poetry that I don't like. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and I've been trying to please everybody, and it's like, no, you can't. The guy asked me, he said, well, who's your market? And I was like, everybody. He said, you can't market to everybody. I said, what do nope. you mean? <laughs> And he said, you can. you got to find your audience. He said, and work that. He said, you can't market to everybody. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, Dad, that was all when I was trying to do my greeting cards, you know. He said, you have to, the first thing you got to do is find your market, you know. So, Indeed. I found that off the long hallway, but I got it. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. I'm still trying to find my market. That's why I haven't tried to do another book or anything because I, um, I just don't, the marketing part is the hard part. I can get it out. Oh, you know, my goodness, yes. Yeah. The marketing, I'm going through that now. That is serious, you know. Yeah, very. And you, you know, need I, big bucks. If you're not, people need to understand what self-publishing, and I say it over and over again, it takes commitment. If you don't have does. the time and commitment, it's not going to work. No, no, and I'm and talking full-time commitment, too. <laughs> I mean, you know, I can't, can't afford do it a little bit here, a little bit there. But, but yes, you but do I'm a little. You're gonna have to do a little something on it every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I you try gotta to do, do something I try every to do, day. I try, but it's yeah. hard. Believe me, I'm a I'm a full time worker, mom, wife. It's hard, but I try yeah. to do what I can. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, See, and that's not the creative part, that, you know what I mean? And that takes away from, we're creative, and, and that takes away from creativity when you're trying to market it. You know, it's kind of like I really yeah. wished I had some money so somebody else could do that. Like editing, so somebody else could do that. You know, mm-hmm. I did a book for a teacher just as a thank you because the kids wanted to use some of my poetry when they were doing writing on Poetry Week or month or something. And I didn't want to just give them loose papers, you know, or email them stuff. So I put this little book together to teach it to them that had me come in as a resident poet. And it was like a thank you. And she said, well, how much is it? I said, oh, this is a thank you because they paid me and I really appreciate it, you know. And she said, oh, Lynn, you should do some more. Girl, I did some more books. And, I mean, when I tell you I made them at the kitchen table, I did, <laughs> you know, the pictures, the whole bit. And you're talking about a lot of work, and I know lots of people. You know, it was a lot of work, and I don't think I sold 500 books yet. You know, I just kind of stopped. You know, like first it was a big thing, and then it stopped, but then there were so many poems that I didn't put in it because I hadn't intended to sell it to anybody, but they suggested I make some more, and I did. And, you know, then I'd go someplace and do something, and somebody would say, uh, you want to swap books? And I'm like, no, I want to sell mine. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, I didn't say that, but that's how I felt. It's like, well, I'm trying to sell mean. these things oh now. Face. You know, I'm not trying to swap books. I don't want a whole lot of books in my house. I'm not going to be able to read all your stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and what happened was I was going to too many poetry things, and all the other poets were trying to do the same thing, so we was preaching to the choir. And I realized you got to find people that like poetry, not poets, <laughs> to market your stuff to. Because, you know, we all struggling and trying, and you just can't buy everybody's stuff, you know. Yeah. But I said I wouldn't come back out there again because I had a few friends, my husband, that didn't want to buy a book, but they wanted me to recite it. So I made a few CDs, and you know, and I sold them. But Nothing on a big scale. It was like on request, you know, like, oh, tell her, I don't want a book with accent because she do. I like her voice because she do something for me, you know, and I and I, I do it like that. But, um, you know, it's just a lot of work trying to market yourself. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And this here, and now I've somebody sent me something on BT, um, BTR saying that um, you couldn't advertise, you know, that um, you could promote other BTR shows, but um, they want you to connect with them for advertisement. 
That's how they got their, I guess that's how they get their money. I don't know, but actually I got it from, oh gosh, Broomit. I think it's Broomit or something. It's a husband and wife thing. They yeah. sent me a thing asking me for another promo uh, because they couldn't promote my book, but they could promote the show. You know, because BTR is saying that, you know, that's advertisement, and advertisement should come through them. So, wow. anyway, it's always something new, but like I tell everybody, this is free. Ride the train while you can and do what you can while it's free because we don't know how long it'll be free, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun, so make the best of it. But anyway, darling, I'm going to get off the line so these folks won't be mad at me that we're talking too long and, and <laughs> the poetry flow as well as the music. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Love you, babe. I'm going to go back yeah. and chat. All right. Love you, too. Right, bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. we got about 15 minutes left with more poetry and music, so here we go.
No, Mommy, save the Band-Aid. Let the blood run down my face. It's nothing compared to the pain deep inside under the bruises. See, Mommy, when you hit me, my soul bleeds. See the purple glows on my legs and back? The cigarette burns on the back of my neck. My skin is strong and handles the sting, but the screams of my soul are deafening. It hurts, but I understand. Things are hard for you without a man, and you love me deep behind your swinging hand. See, Mommy, I understand. My teachers often ask about you, and I'm not ashamed. I just tell the truth. I'm sure other mommies do this, too. See, they love their kids as much as you. What's that noise? Who's at the door? No, Mommy, I don't want to go. I love you so. Mommy, I love you so. Dear Mommy, I'm 16 now and I'm writing this letter. They took me away and I hope not forever. They told me you mistreated me, but they just don't see. They just don't understand your love for me. They really can't see how much you really love me. I have a new friend now, Mommy, and his name is Drew, and I finally found someone who loves me as much as you. He's going through some hard times, too just like you and sometimes his patience gets short and he hits me too just like you see he loves me too it hurts sometimes but I understand it's hard for him being a black man but I know you'll understand he loves me deep behind his sweet hand so behind his see I understand but my new mom don't understand she forbids me to be anywhere near my man. But he loves me in a way only you and I can understand. And another thing, I'm pregnant. And I plan to have my baby. I promise I'll love him the way you loved me because I've learned from you the kind of mother to be. Being a teenage parent may get hard for me, but you'll see. I've learned a lot from how you raised me. I'll be a good mommy, just wait and see. Dear Mommy, it's been a while, but it takes so much time to raise a child. He is so beautiful and he has your smile. As for me, it's been really hard with the late night feedings and all. I fell in love with little Drew at first sight and I only want to teach him right. I now understand about love, you see. It won't let me leave and it won't let me swing. The only purple on my son's skin. It's lipstick smeared from my kissing him. See, I will never hit him, and he'll be a great man. But I don't fault you. See, I understand. You loved me the best you can, but the cycle will not begin again. I love you in spite of yourself, but you hurt me. I could be killed for what I'm thinking. It 
experience. I could be killed for what I'm thinking, drinking cyanide in my dreams. It seems that I'm moving past my past, past elementary school days, past K to the 12th grade where everybody knew that Boogie Down Productions would always get paid in full like Rock Him at least until Black Radio forgot him. Went rock bottom, fell 12 levels below Sodom, sold out where all the white national radio conglomerates got him. Strung out like my old high school friend who used to wear three different leather suits a day and push the dime pieces in the jet black bins. At least until he saw half his life end getting shot down on the roof of the projects. Now he just shoots up on the roof of the projects and yet even he has a longer life expectancy than me because I could be killed for what I'm thinking. And I let her hole sit completely on my tongue. And I'm just dying for her to come. I want her whole nine to just ejaculate straight through my mind. I want her to come so hard that she blows off my headpiece so that I might finally have peace in my head. But instead, I hear a million ancestors yell that I have no right to have no life. They tell me I am exactly what comes after the ones that survived the middle passage. They tell me I am directly descended from the ones who thought it was foolish to jump ship. The ones who mastered their masters, those angels, those those gods who worked hellishly hard from can't see to can't see on the plantation, slaving for the very same Satan that they created. They grafted their own masters. And every night, every night, a million bodies blacker than cooked soot on the bottom of a crack pipe in the dark corner of the basement of a crack house when the moon signals midnight. Sing to me. They sing that I am the ungrateful realization of their dreams. They sing that I am their socio-technologically explored offspring. They sing since it took 400 years of misery to bring me here, my suicide. Is not, is not an acceptable, acceptable offering. They sing that I was expressly put on this planet to speak dynamite to granite. That I was intended to spit tears into microphones so that billions of disenfranchised black children might find their way back home. And I cry and I cry because I am ashamed that I could be killed for what I'm thinking. I want her to come so bad, but I manage her. Want her to come for me so bad, but I manage her. Want her to come for me so bad, but I manage to pull the gun off of my tongue. Turn my thoughts indivisibly in the direction of black youth. And behold, ejaculating out of my throat. Is the truth. Tuned in to Poetry After Dark, the original, and I'm your host, the Angelic Poetry. I had a lovely night tonight with you guys, and everyone that tuned in, I, I greatly appreciate all the love you've shown this show. Tomorrow, Poetry After Dark will air its last Saturday show featuring the Diamond J. 
So come along and chill out with us as we showcase this work. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time if you can make it. As with every good thing, it must come to an end. But gotta have great thanks to be able to just do the show for two and a half hours without any problems under all this technical crap that's going on on BTR. So it's a good look. Peace and blessings. One love. Second time around But before you go There's something I'd like to say Everything's not worth it There's a stronger force behind the scenes He's in our lives every day He's like that when we call
Hey.